0: Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. Special guest joining us from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She is super duper bubbly, super duper fun. She is a sex educator. She makes sex awkwardly normal. She's a writer and an adult workshop queen. It's her life's work to help men and women find their optimal sexual health and wellness. Please welcome Kimmy onto Gentle Touch. Kimmy, girl, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Kimmy, okay, so Kimmy's based in where? Florida.
1: Yes, Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
0: Tuning in. Kimmy, tell me about vagina steaming.
1: Well, vaginal steaming is an ancient practice. So it's something that has been done for hundreds of years. Um, Depending on the culture, you might find it in African culture. It is popular in Asian culture as well. And it's usually used to help with womb health. Okay. So if you're having any sort of internal scar tissue, uh, sometimes after giving birth, a lot of practices will include steaming to help draw out that Old tissue and regenerate new ones.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. I've never heard of it. I've seen it in a few YouTube folks but they make it look cool. But I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know like the history behind it or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the pros. And then, say to do it, do you have to go to a special clinic, or can you do it at home, or how does it work?
1: A lot of women do do it in facilities. There are places where they steam for you, so they have like the seats that you need because it okay. usually you have to sit over like a bucket or something. So it's a, it's a lot more trendy now. So places have seats where you can just sit down and they put the little robe over you and you yes. can steam. But you can do it at home too. I usually only suggest steaming if you have issues that you're trying to resolve. But if you don't and your vagina is okay, there's literally no reason to do it. So Really? Yeah, because you might throw off your pH if you're not having any problems. So it's good to just kind of stay in tune with your body if you feel like something's off then maybe talk to a specialist and see what kind of herbs they suggest. But yeah. other than that, most of us don't really need to steam. Oh,
0: really? Because I don't know. It looks like I'm seeing it everywhere. It looks like the cool thing.
1: It, it is cool. It's cute. It's a nice experience. It's like a little spa for your vagina. <laughs> but if you don't need it, you might throw yourself off. And then now you'll need something else. So Have,
0: have you tried it?
1: I have steamed before, yes. Uh, yeah. um, after I had my last daughter, she's three. I steamed after that. But How many I, do
0: you
1: have? I have two. <laughs>
0: Girl, you look so young. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you did it after your after you had your dura. And what is it like? Like, cause the temperature is hot.
1: It it can be very hot. You should use it when it's more going on the warm side so you don't scald yourself. But it just feels like if you've ever had like a hot steam facial. It's kind of yeah. like that. You feel it going up into your body, but it doesn't burn you or anything. So it's oh, okay. it's kind of soothing.
0: So it's doable. Like you can, yeah. got it, Kimmy. So I went for your profile, girl. And <laughs> I have a few questions with regards to sex toys. Yes. Um, tell me about, I'm seeing this everywhere. Like, the, is it the only one? Like, it's crystal. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's glass, right? Or,
1: or what is it? It's actually made out of stone. They do have glass ones, okay. but the crystal ones are made out of stones. And usually the stone has some sort of energy property. Like if you okay. like jade or there's other crystals that you can use. I like quartz. Okay. I, I usually like, like lean towards quartz. like, right, clear quartz or rose quartz. But there are other stones that you can use for stimulation and a lot of times women will use it to manifest romantic needs too really yeah
0: oh my gosh i didn't even know that like i i knew about it because i know rose quartz is for like self-love or like uh, romance well, too yeah, yeah. What, what about your one the clear one what's that,
1: is that- um i i use clear cords for communication Okay. So I I don't use the wand itself, but I do use the stones. Like I have hand stones that you okay. hold on to. Okay. But I do have yoni eggs that are made out of rose quartz. And I usually use those like after my cycle is over or just to get back in tune with myself. I'll use the rose quartz.
0: Is is the yoni egg the one that you insert inside? Yes. Girl, how'd you take it out
1: though? I just pushed them out, but they, <laughs> most of them oh! come <laughs> Uh, most of them come with strings too so you can pull them out yourself yeah
0: okay okay got it got it because you know if you're new
1: oh yeah it can be scary
0: (laughs) like i'd rather ask and then not struggle on my own behind closed doors and be like yo can you imagine Yo, girl i'm stuck in a situation this is where i am so obviously i'd just rather ask for anyone that's that's listening or that anyone that's new how would you describe a yoni egg to someone that has never heard of it
1: So the simple way I would describe it is it's basically a Kegel ball, but made out of crystals. So they do have glass versions where there's no real energy properties, but it's basically used to help you strengthen your vaginal muscles. It's used to help you keep your pelvic floor healthy. But a lot of people also use it while they're having sex to stimulate the G spot and increase their chances of orgasm. So it has a lot of different uses.
0: Oh my, I didn't even know that. <laughs> he was out here educating me. I was yes. like, what? Wow, that's amazing. I, I, this is like a whole new world to me.
1: I'm girl, to help. Girl,
0: <laughs> I, I saw your YouTube channel, girl. One Did you like videos, it? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I was a bit confused. Like, because some of the videos are like... The video that was confused is the fat boy masturbation sleeve. Girl, that looked like a, like a science experiment. Like, what is that?
1: It's mostly for men. So the sleeve is used to basically give your hands a break so men can use it on for themselves but yeah, women yeah. use it sometimes if they have problems with like gag reflexes and they can't really go as deep yeah, yeah. when they're giving oral sex yeah. they'll use the sleeve as like a buffer when you mean like a lack of buffer how so I'll, I'll i'll give you a demonstration <laughs> So I brought <laughs> I brought this back from the Philippines. It's actually an ashtray, but sometimes I'll use it for like to explain things. So the sleeve goes here, right? And then all that's left out is this. Okay. So you don't have to put all of this in your mouth. You literally only have to work on this part because it's doing all the squeezing for you. So that's basically what women use the sleeve for. But men usually use it as like an an addition to pleasure. It has little nubs inside. So it feels different.
0: And the guy won't complain, like because because they'll be like, "Yo, why are you being lazy? Why are you using a sleep? like, why don't you like you know?
1: If you're using it right, they don't even care. Oh, lo- they're no. getting they're getting head. They don't care.
0: I <laughs> gotta ask.
1: The, right you. it's the more you know right exactly
0: you don't want to get caught up in a situation where you're like so kimmy said we could use the sleeve but you know i don't know how to um like
1: who is that why did she tell you that
0: <laughs> can you imagine let's refer to kimmy listen i saw this. some of your videos are on like has like hundreds of is it like 10k views
1: some know. yeah some of them there some are up there yeah.
0: Um, yeah, girl,
1: they're
0: up there. <laughs> One of the most popular videos I saw was the Benoit balls. What is yeah. that?
1: Yeah. So Benoit balls are also another ancient tool. They were started by the Chinese okay. and the women will use them to stimulate their G spots. Okay. Sometimes the geishas would use them during sex. Okay. So it helped them to actually have an orgasm because a lot of times, especially back in the day, yeah. men didn't care if women got pleasured or not. So you know they're just there to get what they want, but the women were finding ways to get some enjoyment out of it themselves. So they used the Benoit balls mm-hmm. inside their vaginas to a strengthen their muscles and keep yeah. them strong, and b to help them have orgasms when they were, you know, sleeping with these men.
0: So, okay, so for the one that doesn't know what a Benoit ball is, it's like a little, it's like a ball, right?
1: Right. it's They're tiny little orbs. I don't have any. I usually have things laying around, but I don't have any with me right now. But they're tiny little balls. They're usually maybe about an inch mm-hmm. to two inches wide. And they both go into the vagina at the same time. And then and they use gravity. They're not really magnetic. Okay. There are some that are metal, okay. but they use gravity to come down at the same time. So if there's two in there, yeah. the weight from the top one falls down on the bottom one, and then you can get them out easier.
0: I like that. I think that's a yeah. safety one. Okay. And then you showed us in your YouTube video how to wash them. And then for someone that's never used like a like a toy, like that's never introduced it into your into their relationship, and they're kind of like shy and they don't know how to go about it, they're embarrassed. Obviously, right now we have the internet, so we can just purchase everything. But for someone that wants to go into a shop and kind of have a feel what would
1: you say to them or how would you encourage them? So toys, I, I would say toys aren't necessarily for everyone, but the okay. only way you're going to know if it's for you is to try one, right? So to start off, I usually suggest thinking of the ways that you like to be pleased. Like yeah. if you prefer penetration, if you prefer clitoral stimulation and pick a toy that goes along with that. So if you prefer penetration, for example, you might like a dildo okay. because it goes inside. Yeah. Or if you prefer clitoral stimulation, you might like a bullet. But if you like both, you might like the a rabbit because it does both like, things.
0: My boy, like a relationship I was in previously, he got me a bullet. And I was like so new and I, I was just like, <laughs> like what is it? What do it? I do? <laughs> what do I do? What is it? Like, yeah. uh, what do you do with this? No, it's 100% I recommend the bullet. And then I saw some of
1: your other things and it's reverse tightening gel. What is it? Mm-hmm. Like, what, so how do you use It's, that? the tightening gel has herbal ingredients okay. that are used to help bring the muscles back together. It's not a permanent fix, okay. but it helps to tighten the skin and the cells inside of the vagina okay. so that it has a tightening feel. A lot of women will use it, again, after they give birth, not immediately, of course, but after they've healed up and they're able to have sex Sometimes they'll use it as like a confidence booster, okay. but it's just something to use as a light maintenance. It's not something that fixes issues. If you're having issues with your muscles, yeah. that's something else. But if you're just trying to use it for fun or just to see, you know what it does, it's a nice additive to use as like a supplement.
0: Okay. So what's your favorite? Like out of everything there is, out of everything you've seen, what do you think is your complete?
1: Um... I would say right now my favorite is the Rose Vibrator. It's it's really popular. A lot of people have been sharing it. There's, like, memes all over the place. But I like it because it's waterproof. Okay. And it it's a suction toy, so it sucks on the clitoris. And it's not rough. So if you just want, like, get it done really quickly, you just pull your little rose out. It does what it does. You can use it in the tub. You can use it in the shower. And then you could just... You know, rinse it off, wash it off with soap and water, and you go to sleep. It's it's a simple toy, but it gets the job done. So that's why I like it.
0: They killed the game. You can use it in the shower. You can use it in the bath.
1: Like Yes. <laughs> like- you can hide from your roommates, your kids, your parents, whoever, like- in the shower. I- so it's I- great. I'm
0: having me time, boo. But- <laughs> um, that's so it- Like, mems. where are these mems? I haven't seen them nowhere. <laughs> a penis pump. Who... Who would the penis pump be recommended to or who can use it or is it for everyone?
1: Well, a lot of people use it for visual appeal. So it does extend the penis by drawing blood into it, just like a regular erection, but it moves faster. You don't have to wait for nature to bring the blood in there for you. You just use the pump and it draws it out and makes the penis harder. It makes it look longer because you're drawing as much blood into it as possible. So... I find that a lot of strippers use them because if they like, have to like go out
0: like with the clients or,
1: or yeah, like if they're going on stage and they need to make sure that it's up, oh, they'll okay. use a pump right before they get on the stage. So that it's popular with them, but there are men who use it right before sex mm-hmm. to kind of give themselves an advantage. So if they have, you know, stage fright or if they're nervous about getting in with their partner, yeah. they might just pump it up so that they don't have to worry about erection issues. Wow, that's
0: so interesting. Yeah. Because I had seen something similar, but it's inside the individual, like a pump, and they literally just
1: Oh, yes. That's more for, like, men who have erectile dysfunction or if they've had some sort of injury where they can't get blood to flow into their penis, they have a pump that they install. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) you're installing a part in a car, but they surgically install this pump, and they actually use their testicles to pump it up. So it's it's pretty cool to see. <laughs> Have you seen one? I've watched the surgery before, oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting, yeah. Interesting, Kimmy. <laughs> Interesting, Kimmy, I've heard a lot of girls say, listen, they don't like vibrators. They're like, they're like, listen, it's not like having the man there. It's not like feeding him skin to skin, his touch, his sweat. And I'm like, huh? So what would you say to that?
1: Well, I think a lot of people feel that Vibrators are replacements and they're not, they're just a supplement, they're there to help. So, I prefer a partner, I prefer a human. I'm married, so like I have a a spouse. But if he's not available, if um, he's tired, if he's not feeling good, or if I just want to, like, you know, get it done quickly, I'll just reach in my little box and I'll pull out a vibrator and I do what I got to do and then I go to sleep. So they they serve their purpose, but they're not there to replace having a person or having that physical touch. So once people understand that and then they see what kind of toy interests them, they might find that they're willing to try it if they take that replacement thought out of their mind.
0: Listen, you go to these shops and you see their settings on some of them. And I'm just like, girl, I don't even know what
1: you're talking. Like, this is... It can get overwhelming sometimes, especially if the store is like super big. You don't even know where to start. But if you're shopping online or if you're going to a smaller store, it's easier Mm -hmm. to pick something out because you can ask questions or you can at least see things close up and see what looks interesting to you.
0: How could a girl find out the best type? Would it just be pressing buttons or just asking questions or how does it work?
1: I think asking questions is good. At least for me, you know, I guide my clients with whatever they need. So if they're looking for a particular toy or if they don't even know where to start, I'll ask questions to help them figure it out. And then once we pinpoint what their pleasure preferences are, then we can look at toys and I'll show them different options. Sometimes I'll even pull them out and like demo them and then they can pick from there. So it's more like a specialized experience to make sure they get what they need.
0: That's so, so good. What would you say to to someone that's extremely shy, that doesn't (laughs) kind of want to say, you know, like, I don't, what would you say? Would you say just try it or would you say there's a bit Um, for everyone
1: there's definitely something for everyone i think if you're shy online shopping might be the better option because you can look at the options for yourself and then you can read the descriptions you can look at the pictures and then that way you can decide okay well this one looks cute this one looks interesting the descriptions make sense to me i think i'm gonna try this but again when you have like a small boutique option like me you can always ask me questions. I have email options. Yeah. They message me on Instagram too. And that way it's like, you know, I'm a little bit shy. I don't really know where to start. Can you help me? And then I will do most of the work. Okay. So that way it's more comfortable for them. They don't feel overwhelmed. And at any point, if they feel like, you know what, never mind. <laughs> this is a bad idea. And they want to run away, they can yeah. run away. It's it's a lot more different than going into like a really big store. Yeah and like looking around like, oh my God, I'm scared. So hopefully I can provide that safe, comfortable experience for them. But if they still don't want to talk to someone, the internet is usually the easiest way. Yeah,
0: most definitely. Kimmy, tell me about you. Tell me about your journey, your confidence, your knowledge. Like, Girl, you got it going on.
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess I could say my journey started a, a long time ago. I was like, Maybe 12, 13. That's when I started getting into figuring out what sex is about. And like first by myself, of course, but then with a partner. Because I did have the same boyfriend for a very long time.
0: Really? So, yeah,
1: we were together for 10 years. So I was like 13 and then we stayed together until college. So what's
0: the key to a successful relationship?
1: Um, I think paying attention and being willing to make changes. Sometimes we're so stuck in our ways yes. that it's like they might be telling you what they want or what they need. And you're like, no, I'm not doing that. No, that, that that's crazy. And then you push them away because you're not willing to receive what they're trying to say. So I say listening is important, yes. but also hearing them is important too.
0: Girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have a beautiful family.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely enjoy being a mom. It helps to have all of this knowledge because I have two girls. Mm-hmm. So as time goes on and they get older, I'll be able to teach them things that hopefully they won't have to learn out in the street or, you know, on their own.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so, okay, so your journeys are like that. How did you become, what do you call yourself? Intimacy coach, sex coach? And- all, the <laughs> all, all the above. Listen, we, we take it all, we take it all. We yes. We love.
1: Some people don't feel comfortable with the word sex, so I do interchange it with intimacy. They're not always the same, okay. but mm-hmm. they do go hand in hand. So I started as a psychology major in college, so that got me into understanding how the mind works, mm-hmm. And how it goes into sex and sexuality. Yeah. And then I started studying human sexuality as a major. So then I was able to get into the physiological parts, how it works with your body chemistry and biology. And then I just put all of that together to be able to help people as a professional. Wow,
0: not just the pretty face, Kimmy. <laughs>
1: the, the face helps sometimes.
0: <laughs> and then. And then you started pursuing it. So tell me about you. You do talks. You
1: do tours. Do you do tours? I do. I do workshops also where we talk about the body and how you can figure out your pleasure points and things like that. But I also do fun stuff like toy parties. We'll just play with toys. a bunch of different toys. Yeah. Oh my um, God. I have a workshop called the Head Doctor Workshop. And it it's it's like a lesson plan, but a party at the same time. We talk about I want sex. We talk about Penises, yes Fly out <laughs> And it's fun, it, it helps people To get educated, but also Keep it interesting at the same time Nobody wants to read textbooks, that's what I did I did all the hard work, so then I yeah. give them The fun stuff
0: No, it's so good you take that into account because um, Honestly, like a textbook Is just like it, it, there's It's only, boring it's, it's only so <laughs> much the textbook can prepare you Because once you're out in the real world And you go practice, girl Exactly. Like so many things could happen, and you're just like, wait, 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 wait. But hold up, the textbook didn't even say that, or didn't explain it that way, or didn't right. didn't tell me how how I'm meant to be feeling, or why I'm feeling like this.
1: So it's like, do I turn to page seven? How do, Where is that? <laughs>
0: Where's the reference? Let me go back. So so when you do a toy party, who comes or or who can come?
1: So usually the guest or the hostess yeah. they'll call me, okay. and then they'll get their friends together. And they pick a place. Sometimes it's at their home. Sometimes it's at like a hotel party or they might have like a banquet hall or something. It all depends. And then I just show up with all my stuff. I bring my little Mary Poppins bag and I bring all my toys out and then we pass them around. Um, COVID makes it a little more tricky. So I do have I always made everyone wash their hands and things. But we do a lot more sanitizing now just to make sure everybody's safe. But they do get to play with the toys, not Really play with them (laughs) They they get to hold them, turn them on, see how they work And then we talk about what to do With them, so even if they don't Leave with a toy, they leave With some sort of knowledge, or they learn Something new before they walk out
0: That's so good, Yeah, Yeah. but like that's So important, because you should always be Learning, or just opening your Mind, since I've started the podcast like, And I bring guests, it's like My mind has opened in so Many ways, and I always ask people Questions, and I'm like, whoa
1: yeah. The, it's it's nice to learn something new every day because not only do you keep it for yourself, but you can share it with somebody else. Exactly. And now you're like the, the smartest person in the room and you're telling them info and they're like, I didn't know that. And you learned it yesterday.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, it's so, so good. Wow. Is it more like, um? would you also do uh, when a girl's going to get married? Is it head night? I do,
1: yeah. I do bachelorette parties too. A lot of times if especially if they've never had sex before, the conversation is more about like how to initiate and what okay. to do for your first time. But a lot of the women that I help are they have experience, they just don't have all the information that they need. So we do ask a lot of questions. Yeah. We go over a lot of QA during the parties and then sometimes they drink too, so they get a little tipsy and yeah. Imagine the <laughs> and then giggles. it gets fun. <laughs> the and the,
0: huh? Oh my god, I can't imagine because alcohol is just and that as yeah.
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> Kimmy, that's crazy. That sounds lit. Um, Kimmy, what would you say to someone that has never initiated an intercourse and they may be with a boyfriend that's putting pressure on them and they may feel not ready? What would you say to the young girl?
1: Well, that's that's a loaded question because a lot of times there's communication missing. Yeah, but like I said before, in order to have a successful relationship, both partners have to be willing to listen to their partner yeah. and understand what they're saying. So if the more experienced partner is pressuring the less experienced partner, yeah. they might not be hearing the fact that they're not interested in in going that far yet. Yeah. or they might not they might not care. It's like, you know, I'm not ready. I don't think I want to do this yet. Yeah. And they're like, well, come on, you know, what about me? It's like, you have your hands, you can do it by yourself. You know, it, it all depends on their level of comfort, their boundaries and how far they're willing to go. And then also, if that person's not respecting their boundaries, they have to probably consider ending that relationship because that's not really something that anybody should compromise on. Your partner should always care about how you feel and what you think and what you want to do with yourself. So that you guys can have a good relationship.
0: Wow, I love the way you put it. It's so nice. Because sometimes they'll say, listen, if you don't love me, it's, it's a, like a sign, it's a symbol for love. Or, or you know that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if the girl doesn't stick up for herself or doesn't know how to communicate, she might get stuck in a sticky situation, especially if she doesn't want to tell her friends or she doesn't feel like she can mm-hmm. open up to someone. Then it's like, I want to say to anyone, listen, you're not alone. You don't ever feel... Like you're gonna be pushed in a corner. Like, listen, there's always someone there to hear you. So, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Kimmy, sex aftercare tips.
1: Aftercare? Oh, that's like my favorite thing. So, it depends on if you're, if this is sex by yourself, Yes. or if it's sex with a partner. Okay. Um, If it's by yourself, there has to be something that helps you to bring yourself back to normal, right? So, after you've climaxed. There's so many chemicals going around in your body. You have endorphins rushing around. You might have feelings going too. So you have to find a way to kind of soothe yourself so you can function. Usually I'll suggest something like a warm shower. So that way you have some time to let those hormones calm down. And then you have time to take care of yourself. You can wash your body, you know, and just get in tune with your physical body so that your mental body can kind of get back together as well. And then if it's with a partner, a lot of times we'll do things for each other that makes us feel felt like we're there. So after sex, you might want to bring your partner a, a warm rag or washcloth so they can clean up, especially if they're not staying <laughs> and if they're not they going to be, fame. you know, taking a shower and all that stuff. It's just a way to say, you know, Thank you for your time and and what we just went through together. But here's a way to kind of clean you up and make sure you're comfortable before you head home or wherever you're going afterwards. Listen,
0: just go jump in a shower, both of you.
1: Come on. I I'm a fan of showers. That you know, it's the best way to get clean. And I feel like it's
0: really sweet because then like you can Yes, then you can wash
1: each other. Right. And that's another form of self-care. You're you're helping them, they're helping you. Like they say, one hand washes the other. So you guys are being that for each other, but sometimes people are in a rush. So, you know, as long as you're helping them to do something for themselves yes. in preparation for the world, that's also a form of care.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. I've also heard that after intercourse, you should try and pass urine just to kind of clear.
1: Yes. So you want to pass the urine out of your urethra. It helps to avoid urinary tract infections because there was a lot of pressure and friction going on during intercourse. And then you're holding the bladder in there and it can cause tiny little tears. And then once you have those little tears, if the urine gets inside, sometimes that causes the infection. So after you're finished, it's best to go and urinate for men and for women, but primarily for women, since we carry everything inside, it's best to pee as soon as you're done to just try to flush out anything that might be in there, especially if they're where no condoms involved, but if there are condoms involved, you also want to try and get that lubricant out too. So peeing is uh, very a important.
0: lubricant for when? For tell me about
1: that. Well, so you know, a lot of condoms have lubricant already on them. Okay. And sometimes really? it can be irritating. Really? They should. <laughs> they should. Some of them don't, and it also All depends on, on where on you kiwi. are. <laughs> I prefer lifestyles, but a lot of people do use like Trojan. There's one condoms. There's so many different brands. But depending on what region you're in, some of the condoms do not come with lubricant. Okay. So you do want to try and pass those chemicals out. There might be latex left in there, and the urine helps you to flush that out as well. And drinking water is important after too. A
0: hundred percent. What is your,
1: your, your routine? My routine? Um, after I'm done, I usually pee and then I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's different for me now because I, you know... I'm an adult and I live in my own house and I don't have to like go anywhere afterward. But when I was dating and I didn't, you know, I wasn't in my own home, I would, you know, either take a shower wherever I was or I would bring like a little kit with wipes and or a little washcloth so I could tidy up before I go home because I don't like feeling dirty. I would prefer to feel clean when it's time for me to leave. So I'll bring my own stuff, and I'll take care of myself in the restroom, and then I, I'll i go home.
0: 100%, because it's like you have someone sweat on you, you're sweating yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's have, kind of you gross.
0: you <laughs> It's like, it can get a bit messy if you're not kidding. Exactly. It, it probably will, like, once the lights turn off, and, like, you're all, like, in your mood with your boobs mm-hmm.
1: Getting in your feelings. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a little bit, you know? Tell me about OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> so where to begin so OnlyFans is it originally started as a place for content creators to share things with their followers okay and it wasn't always for sex related things but now especially since this pandemic started and we can't really leave the house it has transformed into the place to go to see sex workers yep. models cam girls all of those things so i started mine has it been a year yet? Actually, yeah, it's been about a year. I started mine. It's it's not as extreme as some of the other accounts, mm-hmm. but it's where I put my content that I can't share on Instagram or Twitter. Things that usually get people reported, I will put in my OnlyFans. And then I also share tutorials there on how to use toys okay. or how to use certain products. And it's the same thing. If I can't show it on Instagram... Or if I can't show it on YouTube without getting flagged, then I'll put it in the OnlyFans account so people can see. Oh,
0: okay. Got it, got it, got it. And um, how have you found it? Like, with, with regards to the toys, with regards to um sharing your bit.
1: Um, I found it to be pretty lucrative like it pays well yeah. but it's it's also a nice central place to put your info it it has been very lucrative um it's not something that i do to pay my bills yeah. but it does help so if anybody's considering it i think they should definitely weigh the pros and cons first okay. but it's something that people can use to make an income yeah. and some of the people on there they do it full time and that's How they make their living so it's it's a good platform for putting grown-up content
0: okay Uh, for the individual that that doesn't know how to begin can they begin with like gentle stuff like maybe um photos in 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 the swimsuit or anything collide
1: oh yeah and it's your it's your platform so you can put whatever you want whatever you feel comfortable with yeah you can put whatever you feel comfortable with and your fans will come to you and they'll subscribe
0: What have you seen uh, from the beginning to now, like now being there on there a year? Like, what have you seen? Like, in a sense that like, like, I've seen
1: some, I've seen some extreme things. Um, I've had people ask for content that I'm not willing to give them. I'm trying to find a nice way of saying what they've been requesting, but usually it involves like bodily fluids, sometimes fecal matter, things that I'm not okay with. So I would say for people who are starting out, they have to make sure they know what their boundaries are, where they're willing to stop, and what are the the things they're not willing to sell. Because people will ask you for things that you might not be comfortable with, and you have to be able to say no. You have to be willing to block people sometimes because they don't necessarily have to respect your boundaries, but you do. Yeah. And you have to make sure once they cross that line, oh, that's it. You're blocked. Sorry. And then you continue on.
0: I love that. Tell me a bit more for the individual that's like, like this, swaying with the boundaries. Like she may love someone, she may like someone, but he's not. She's not looking after his boundaries to be with him. What would you say in? And this could be in anything because boundaries mm-hmm. have to go for everything. What would you say? to Individual that's swaying like this with her boundaries.
1: I think once you know yourself and once you know what you want for yourself, you have to figure out where you draw that line. So. You might be pursuing a particular person to be your partner, but if they can't respect you, they're probably not the right person. There are millions, billions of people on this earth. So if that person's not going to work out, you just have to remember that there's somebody else out there that's willing to do whatever you ask, who's willing to compromise with you, who's willing to stay within your comfort zone so that you don't feel like you have to make all these major changes for someone who's probably going to break up with you anyway. So I think that's most important. There's we, I understand there's people that we want, Exactly. but we have to make sure they want us in the same way because sometimes they see that you want them and they'll use you to get the things that they like and then they'll just let it go. I so, love
0: the way you just put it. It's such an eye-opener because boundaries boundaries will protect you. Yes. However, however you see it, boundaries puts a limit on the things where you just think, listen, if, if you're not careful, you're just going to go over the
1: bridge. Exactly. And it, it stops you from getting somewhere that's too extreme, or it stops you from get, going somewhere where you feel like, wow, I, I'll never be able to come back from this, or doing something that makes you feel ashamed because you know that, okay, I'm not willing to do that. Here's my line. And anytime somebody asks you to do that, you can tell them no and be sure. If you if you don't have any boundaries or if you're wishy-washy with your boundaries people will be able to talk you into things or talk you out of things that you don't want or things that you want to keep so we just have to make sure we know where we stand on that and then stay there
0: exactly this could be with anything with your education with schools if the school's giving you a master's to go to another country but you're in a relationship because i've seen females so many females lose lose masters or lose scholarships to go to a like have an opportunity to go somewhere else but because they're in a relationship because of like whatever they don't end up taking it and if you're lucky you will be with the person and that's great but sometimes um they won't even end up with the person
1: So oh yeah and i've been there too i i moved to florida from new york that's where i was okay. born so my partner came with me okay. and then he was like i don't like it here and i want to go home but i want you to come too And I'm like, no, I'm still in college. I need to get my degree. If I go back, I got to start over. I stayed. And then we ended up breaking up. But look at me now. I've got kids. I'm married. I'm happy. And that was because I knew where my boundaries were. I knew what I wasn't willing to give up. And my education was so important to me that I wasn't going to move back and ruin all of that, especially I just spent all these years going to college and getting all these credits. I'm not gonna throw them in the garbage. So I'm I'm glad I made that decision. But I do know people who have sacrificed the things that they really want for a person, yeah. and sometimes it doesn't work out. So
0: um, and this was was this um, the boot that you had been in a yeah and thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing that because right now we the way we speak we never know who's going through a similar situation oh yeah we, we don't know who's crying themselves to sleep we don't know who's like just thinking should i take it should i know should i take it? you know so it's like sometimes by sharing your experiences or sharing what you've gone through it just shares a light on the other individual
1: right and it, it lets them know they're not alone it lets them know that these things pass i, I say this all the time like the sun's gonna come up tomorrow whether I'm crying or not. So at least I know there's another day where I can get it right or I can figure it out. And now me sharing my situations and my experiences, it helps somebody else too.
0: Exactly, exactly. Where do you see yourself like with your career later on down the line?
1: Well, I had a, a shop. So I think by next year, I'll reopen my shop okay. in a better location. Do you, and
0: do, you, do you do workshops in the shop? Like, like yes. Like, oh, yeah.
1: Because know. everybody doesn't have space to hold parties and workshops and things like not everyone has a, a place at home where they can do that. Yeah. So yeah. my shop is a place where they can come, they can be comfortable, they can have their friends, we can serve drinks, everybody can oh, play music and have a good time, but also learn at the same time.
0: That, that is so that is so so good because sometimes when someone gets to know you or your content they feel safe in your hands they feel safe in your presence they feel open and they trust you to learn about such a delicate matter because obviously if if you're open and and you're confident it's not an issue but sometimes people are like
1: very shy yes
0: "Yes, i can't even go there so to know there's a safe place or you can ask information and, like you say, questions, just to be able to ask questions and not feel like, okay, I'm gonna feel silly, I'm gonna look silly, Right. Or, I'm gonna be judged. That
1: and is- you'll be surprised that you ask a question in one of these workshops or one of these parties and somebody else behind you, maybe somebody you don't even know will be like, I was gonna ask that same question. I'm so glad you asked it first. So there's other people who wanna know the same things, but may not feel comfortable, <laughs> And you've now asked this question. And so you've helped somebody else learn too. So my goal in the next year is to have that same environment again, and be able to provide it to more women and and guys too. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Who who, who, uh, comes looking for you more? Is it the males or the females?
1: Women mostly, just I guess just because I'm also a woman, so they're hoping that I've had similar experiences, but I do get a lot of men who have questions that are like, dang, I really didn't want to ask this to anybody else, or you know, I want to ask my doctor this question, but how should I ask? And so they will ask me for advisement on those type of things, and I'm always glad to help. I don't care what anybody's gender is. If it's a question about intimacy or their health, I'm here to help them with that
0: tell me about you tell me about your courses tell me how can we learn about you
1: from you so my website is it should be back up by the end of the month i took it down we were having some domain issues i'm I'm rebuilding my blog now to put my content back it's like 10 years worth of content so we can't just let it go um so, (laughs) so everyone will be able to see they'll be able to search for questions that have already been asked okay and see if it's already there. Yeah. But they'll also be able to ask their own questions, which is why I started the blog in the first place. It's for anonymous questions about sex and health. And then I answer them with credible sources so that you can see that a doctor has that info. There's medical journals. It's not like something I just made up to give you as an answer. And then um, my shop site where I sell toys and products is shopv And it's up now. It's just being revamped. So we're getting a nice, pretty new layout. And it's just, it's going to be an easier experience for people to browse and shop and get whatever they need.
0: What do you feel is the most popular toy?
1: Right now, (laughs) so the rose is one. And then there is a a meme going around where there's a couple on a date and the male partner is holding a remote control and he's controlling this vibrator that the lady's wearing in her underwear so that's the second most popular right now because everybody's like oh man i see the way she was freaking out and stuff i want to i want to freak out too so that's yeah that one's been pretty popular this week <laughs> oh
0: wow like so many things are coming on the market it's like you need to start adapting with the changes or like oh yeah <laughs> I know, girl, or you uh tools so do you go like city to city or how does it work when you do your tours?
1: I used pre-pandemic I was I would go anywhere so I've done workshops in Jamaica I've done meetups in Asia like I've I've loved to travel so I'll basically go anywhere but right now some places won't even have us especially from if you're from the states considering all the things that are going on so I'm still open to travel I just have to see what the restrictions are for the places that I'm going, but I do virtual workshops. And then of course I do local workshops here in Florida too.
0: That's lovely. Would you write a book?
1: I have a book. You have, um, you it's have not you like a, a novel. It's, um, I don't have it now. No? Everything's packed away, but okay. it's, it's a, a guide for women who are suffering from bacterial vaginosis. Okay. So it's a specific issue, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of natural ways that you can kind of keep the bacteria at bay and or solve the issue completely. So that's what the book is about. It's not a storybook or anything, but it does have pictures because I like I like illustrations. So I had an artist make illustrations to go along with the book. And then it has a little journal at the back so that while the woman is going through her process to try and heal herself, she can take notes and see what works and what doesn't work. And it's called Every Girl's Guide to BV. And it's actually on Amazon. And it's on sale right now. It's like $7. Okay. No, no, no. That's
0: not <laughs> yeah. good. Would you write another one? Would you I go, would love to. Would yeah. you go for the education type? Or would you go for a novel type? Or would you go... Because, girl, like, if you was to write a novel, it would, like, be fire. Because, you know, the toys. <laughs> you, people come with you with questions. People tell you situations, scenarios. So it would be fire.
1: Yeah, I definitely have a novel in here. I think that would be more interesting, and of course, I can intertwine knowledge and facts in there.
0: uh, Yeah, I think. Shades of gray, like
1: people (laughs) going
0: crazy. And I used to be like, "What are you reading? These books are like this."
1: Mm -hmm. There's like ten of them. There's so many. Ten. Yeah, the Fifty Shades is like a whole series. People just know about one, but there's like she made a lot of them. Yeah. Would yes.
0: you do something like that?
1: Like, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. As soon as everything is more calm and yeah. I have time to like really put pen yeah. to paper, I would love to sit and write a book. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's in there.
1: It, it It's here. Yeah. I
0: yeah. <laughs> just need it
1: to, need to, start to start be on the book now. You
0: just need to like start typing. Yeah. Like, do the chapters. And I, I just need like to hide from
1: my kids for like a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, or not yes. even that. Wake up.
0: At, what time do you wake up? Wake up at 5 a.m.
1: Oh, right now I wake up at six.
0: You're <laughs> wake up at five a.m.
1: Oh, I gotta try it.
0: <laughs> and then justly—that's what people do. If you listen yeah. to the podcast, how how did you write your book? I wake up at five and I start typing. I and mean, then no interruptions at that time. That is- yeah,
1: when I wrote the first one, I only had one kid, so it was easier to like hide and sit down and and get everything out. But now that there's two and one of them is smaller, you saw her. She likes more attention. So she'll come and
0: see, she'll come, mommy, what are you doing?
1: What are you doing? And I'm drawing little pictures and she's like, what is that? And then I have to sit and explain and that's a penis or whatever.
0: (laughs) How how do you say, so for people that have children and they're asking questions and how how do you explain it? Or what's the most friendliest or, you know, child friendly way of explaining?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I always say, use the real words. Okay. whatever you're describing, use the real words because they need to know from now yeah. that a ma- the male genital is called a penis. The female genital is called a vagina. Yeah. They need to know what breasts are because if something happens and they have to describe these they, things, yes. so they shouldn't cool. be calling them. Yeah. They shouldn't be calling them all these like code words. Cause we all, depending on what languages you speak, we all have code words for things. And then you're telling it to a doctor or a police officer and they're like, what is a zozo? What is a zuzu? What is a, do they don't do, know. So, do. Right. They should be able the to llama. say vagina or penis because there's so many different slang terms for these things. It shouldn't be misunderstood. So that's the first thing I would say when you're teaching your kids the basics, just say it plain, say exactly what it is so that they have a good understanding and don't be afraid to explain how things work. And then if you don't know how they work, cause some grown ups don't, don't be scared to get help and get that information so that you're guiding them in the right way.
0: That's so good. Kim. That's so, so good. Okay, so we've spoken about your Instagram. We've spoken about your book. We've spoken <laughs> yes. about future projects like getting the shop ready. have spoken about you're open to traveling just depending on restrictions. What would you tell your younger self going back? Like knowing where you are now, what would you tell your younger self, like 12, 13 years old?
1: I would tell her, don't be scared to say no. And I would tell her, people think you're weird, but it will pay off in the end.
0: <laughs> what were some of the weird things you would do growing up?
1: So I I was, I guess I could say I was a cool nerd. So most of my friends were like in the popular crowds. And then I guess I was in there too, because I was with them. But I liked reading. I liked Studying, I liked schoolwork. I would volunteer at the library on my lunch breaks really? instead of hanging out with my friends, and they all thought that was strange. But I love, I would just sit on the floor and read, or I would, you know, categorize the books because I'm supposed to be working there, and then I'd hide somewhere and like read a whole book for like 20 minutes. Wow. So It it helped me because it kept me out of trouble, and I was able to read a lot of anatomy books and biology books while I was there. And this is all through high school, but I missed out on fun stuff too. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you should have been at this party, or you should have been here." There was a huge fight, and you missed it. Like, but I didn't go to jail. You know, I (laughs) I still haven't been to jail, (laughs) and I'm 34. So like, (laughs) I managed to keep myself out of trouble with those books and like pursuing my knowledge instead of spending time having fun and I still had fun like I've jumped a lot of fences in my life and done a lot of probably things I shouldn't have done but I was still able to stay on track and do what I needed to do to get where I needed to be so if I had to tell my younger self something I would say just you know keep going and stick with it maybe pay a little more attention to school and you know everything works out the way it's supposed to.
0: That's such a beautiful um, way to end because you know, when you're so young, it's like it, it takes a tribe to raise a child and it's like so many avenues and it's, and it's like this peer pressure and constantly this is cool. And, oh, That's yeah. cool. and so sometimes it's like, listen, she's being there. She's done it. You're doing amazing. Like look, look at all these scenarios. I love it. Kimmy, what is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book is by Zora Neale Hurston and it's called their eyes were watching God. Mm. um well that's my favorite english book okay. and then there's a book called like water for chocolate and there's a spanish mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Sabes. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because my dad is half dominican so i do i speak spanish okay. so that was my favorite spanish book and i read it in english and in spanish and then their eyes were watching god i read it like five times i probably i don't even it's, know why i read it's it it's so a many very
0: times. deep title
1: Yes. And it's like a romance novel, but it has like a bunch of tragedies that happen. So, you know, when you're a teenager and you're like deep in your hormones, everything's so romantic. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, they're still going to be together. Like, this is great. And, you know, with like Water for Chocolate, the way that she was so emotional all the time, it was something I could resonate with yeah. even as like a teenager. So those are my two favorites. But um, what, what now I only... Are What's that?
0: What's those I know you?
1: what star sign? Um, I'm a cancer. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm learning about a my a- other signs. A- yes. Feelings. Right. <laughs> and I'm a June a- cancer. A- so a- I'm like, a-
0: Girl, I wouldn't
1: be able to read that books. Like, nah. I cried. I cried. The yeah, books yeah, were yeah. filled with tears all the time. Yeah. And then it was ironic because in like Water for Chocolate, she like cries into the food and stuff. And then it's like, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so yeah, those are, I would say any young woman should read those books, at least if they like to read. But there's movies for them too. So like, if you don't like to read, you can just watch the movie
0: you just watch the movie, boo-boo. You yeah, just,
1: just watched- watch the movie. Save yourself the time. It took me like a week to read both of them. So just watch Babe, the that's movie. Quick. That is- I, well, I speed read. So yeah, I used to run through books. My mom, she, I call it stealing. She reads books in the bookstore. She'll just read the whole book.
0: How?
1: Because she, she speed reads also. She'll just stand there and read the book.
0: Well, how? I like, don't know. Is that a skill over time that you pick up?
1: I think so I don't know if it's hereditary Because I I can do it too But she will literally read a romance novel Like the whole thing While she's standing there And then she'll buy one Because she feels bad Because she read two So she'll buy one (laughs)
0: Babe, that's a skill in itself. It I, is. I've just started doing audiobooks because, you know, like now that I'm adulting with work and that, babe, my mind's just too, too, Yes. Like I'm I'm going through too much. I can't sit down and concentrate on like, none. No, and
1: we're no. always doing something, whether you're going to buy groceries or whatever. Audiobooks are so helpful because you can listen to it in the car. You can sit in the house and cook dinner. You don't have to actually look at the book. You can just listen to somebody else read it for you, so. I love them.
0: Kimmy, would you ever start have you started a podcast? Would you start a podcast?
1: I do have a podcast. I took a break just because no, like
0: I see, my... I see the setting. We got it all. Yeah,
1: you see my mic and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I took a break because the pandemic was just everything was so overwhelming. It's like yeah. you have to work, you have to take care of your family, yeah. you gotta try not to die. Yeah. Like there was so much going on that I, I couldn't sit and talk about things anymore. So it's been a while, like since my last episode but I want to try and pick it back up again so I can, you know, rant and, and help people do.
0: Kimmy, I wish you the best of luck with everything. You. you. You have a friend in me in London, your girl's here. Likewise, and I can't
1: wait to come visit. <laughs>
0: oh, babe, listen. <laughs> I'm here anytime you want to holler, your girl's here, and I can't wait for all these projects. Listen, get that book ready, the novel. Yes, I'm
1: a, I, I got my notebook here. I'm going to start. You You just motivated me. Yes. That's right. All the way from across the pond.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, Kimmy, I'm going to love you and leave you. You Likewise. Keep doing you. Keep inspiring and let the wisdom wisdom grow because the world needs you. I'll talk to you
1: soon. Love you too.
0: (laughs) Bye, Kimmy. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.